I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And we're uh, this is this is a very special bonus episode for new subscribers, old subscribers, you know, special people in general. It's yeah. like we've it's it's nine thirty at night. It's, it's way past our bedtime. It is nine thirty p.m. And uh, and we're not even in the spilled milk studios. We're uh, not. We are in Abby's um, dining room. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, and that giggle you hear is Abby, our production genius, and uh, she'll be she'll be joining us for this bonus episode, which is not about food at all. No, although I was realizing that one of my favorite parts of of this thing we're going to be talking about is that salad scene I mentioned. Oh yeah, should it's we, wonderful. Should we talk about what we're going to be talking about? Okay, so. A few months ago, Molly and I on the show got into this like 13 minute tangent about the movie Singles. And we're like, should we put this on the show? So Singles, the 1993, 92? I thought it was 92. I think it's 92. 92, Cameron Crowe, romantic comedy. It takes set, place in Seattle. Yes. Uh, one of Molly's favorite movies, one of my favorite movies, possibly one of Abby's favorite movies. We'll find out. Um, and uh, we're like, can we put, should we put this on the show? And we're like, no, uh, we have more to say on this topic. Let's sit down and watch the movie together and then immediately record an episode and talk about our feelings on the movie, which are... are we're going to talk about our feelings, we, which we is have what a we lot always of feelings. do. And we, have, we, have, we took notes during the movie. My, my notebook is entitled Serious Film Notes. Mine's only one page, one very small page. Oh, long. mine is like two pages. Oh, wow, yours is intense. Wow, <laughs> we're, we're not going to get to all of it. It's okay. 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 Well, so so you know, I feel like we should begin by saying that I don't know if many people who were not big fans of grunge music or sort of uh, Seattle dwellers in the '90s have seen singles. No, I don't think they have. Uh, it deserves a watching, I think, even if you're not a fan of grunge music. We've just discovered that Abby here was not familiar. We're, we're popping some popcorn. Yeah. We just discovered that Abby had n- had never heard Pearl Jam's Jeremy. I knew that Pearl Jam was a band. Uh-huh. They are. And yeah, that is still, the extent of my knowledge. Still of a band. <laughs> still a band. Yeah, yeah they're Abby. still a band. Still doing their thing. And yeah. that's all I know. And they sing the song Jeremy. Uh-huh. What and else the, do they sing? The other song we, we saw a music video was... Alive. Alive. Yeah. That, yeah. Those really two good songs. song. <laughs> those yeah. two Both songs. of them. Black. And Eddie Vedder is a part of Even Pearl Flow. Jam. Good song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've, we've basically just named these all the songs on their first Pearl album. Jam 10. Yeah. These I could go on. Porch, these are all 20, <laughs> 22, 23 release. year old songs. Yes. <laughs> I, I am with you all the way. Um, I went to Lollapalooza 92. Yeah. And saw them along with Soundgarden and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Jane's Addiction? And, uh, um, Jane's Addiction wasn't there. They were at the first one, but not the second one. Ice Cube, Jesus and Mary Chain. It was wonderful. We're really dating ourselves. It's oh, a good oh, thing we're married. Yes. Uh, we are super, we're growing old together as married couples do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like I'm talking a lot, but I, I think this movie really, and I'm not joking at all, had a huge effect on my life. I was realizing as we were watching it that it's hard for me to even look at this movie critically. I feel like this movie has informed part of who I am. Oh, me too. Like, why? It just, (laughs) (laughs) this movie, it's like assimilated into my worldview. Yeah, I think for me, it's more than that. I mean, I think this movie, when I I saw this movie. I think that Abby thinks less of us now. It's okay. No, I'm just trying to understand. Let me explain. Okay, so (laughs) I think this movie really, like, when I first saw it, I thought, this is what being an adult is going to be like. 
because yes. when I when this movie came out, I was sixteen or seventeen. I was fourteen. Uh, so yeah, I was seventeen. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, when I when I'm an adult, I'm gonna live in Seattle. I'm gonna live in a cool apartment building and be friends with all my neighbors. I'm gonna be in a band like Matt Dillon in the movie, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna have like love affairs. And when I when I have a breakup, I had had a big breakup at that point, and I felt the way that Campbell Scott looked when he was lying on his floor surrounded by filth. I don't think I felt about it the same way that you did. Sure. I never actually expected that I would be Bridget Fonda being all adorable, uh, painting chairs on my fire escape. I just didn't expect that. And while I certainly fantasized about living in Seattle, because I was, you know, way into Pearl Jam and Nirvana and stuff, I just, I didn't put myself in it the way that you did. I think I love it because I loved the music of that era. Oh, me too. And because... I, I, <laughs> It's hard for me to articulate now because I look at this movie and I'm like, this is just a romance comedy, like whatever. <laughs> but it felt really smart to me at the time. Like, it oh, felt sure. Like it, it felt like it, it just was like funny in all the right places and it was funny. It's a little I've, bit genre bending. How yeah. so? Well, because it's not a hysterical laugh a minute. No, it's not, yeah, like it's not like Adam Sandler kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. And it, <laughs> God, that would be it, so bad if, <laughs> if Adam Sandler was added to this movie. <laughs> so much hair. Anyway, um, I think, I don't know, it just, uh, it changed tone a fair amount of times. It really and, does. And you really, I, I couldn't put my finger on it, you know. Well, I think you had the same the same thought that I did that when when we cut near the end of the movie to, to um, Campbell Scott lying on his floor um, after the big breakup, like maybe he had overdosed and he was dead. Yeah, I had no idea. Idea. Was it was going to be comedy or I think a, a that, dramatic right now. You know, I think for me, like a lot of these things that were intended to be jokes, like I knew they were jokes, but at the time that I saw them, I didn't really know what it meant. Like hmm. when when Kira Sedgwick's sensitive ponytail boyfriend Andy says, <laughs> "There's so much life in you, <laughs> so much emotional larceny in these others." Oh, you thought that was deep. I didn't know what emotional larceny was, but I thought I need to know what the I, word larceny means. I still don't know what it means, but and, and I, I think that I also you wrote it down. Don't look it up later. I wrote a star next. To I it. think it that so I also good. thought like this is what cool adults are like. Yeah. Like, I want. Do you know? I remember. Maybe I've mentioned this on the show. I remember going to see Fugazi for the last time when I was twenty-two. I was still in college. Maybe I was 21. I remember they played in Palo Alto. Oh, nice. yeah, Palo Alto. Anyway, and I remember bouncing up and down, like, near the stage and thinking, I hope I'm always cool enough to listen to this music. And, Absolutely, yes. And that's how I feel when I hear the music in singles. I feel like I always wanted to be cool enough to be Kira Sedgwick and Campbell Scott. Couple of years, dear friends But those lessons never learn I also wanted to have sex with Campbell Scott. Well, but was, I also wanted to be Campbell Scott. The thing so, I am sort I of forgot. Gender dysphoria. Absolutely. The <laughs> thing I sort of sort of missed, I think, from watching the movie when I was young, that he's kind of a dick in this movie. I don't really you think get he him. is. I, just I a don't little think he's bit. A dick. I don't think he's a dick. I think oh, he's given bad advice. I guess so. Yeah, but but he's like he's not a dick. It's just he's like he's like trying too hard. Um, Who, you know what, dude, isn't. <sighs> 
I, I know. And I mean, I say this like, you know, feeling like, you know, like, like, I, I, I mean, I wish I was, I was like a jerk in the same way that he's like a little bit of a jerk, you know, um, the, the part where he kisses Bridget Fonda near the end and they have this awkward kiss. I don't think I've ever had an awkward kiss like a movie kiss, like, you know, oh, we shouldn't be doing this. But what about awkward conversations? Like when you say to someone that you want to be with them and then it, you're just met with like silence. Um, yeah, gaping, yeah. I've, I have absolutely silence. had that happen. I feel like happen. that's the equivalent. Oh, yes. You know, he just took the action version, whereas maybe I would have taken the like spoken word version. <laughs> I would have yes, like okay. spelled out in poetry. That makes me feel know? a little like, better because I've totally been there. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, I poured out all my feelings and got back. I, I I understand you feel that way. <laughs> so I want to actually. I I feel like um. So the the French guy who I dated when I was like twenty one was he just like the Spanish guy? No, he was not just like the Spanish guy. But anyway, I discovered a really difficult. Well, I learned a really difficult lesson in dating him, which is that French people can say all kinds of things like these like heart to heart moments, mostly in French. And it just is like speaking French for them. Like like French has all these romantic sayings mm. in it. Oh, can you please give an example? Like, well, like <clears throat> he once said to me, this was after we had broken up. I and am many so years excited later, to I was, hear what you're about this to was say. Like three years after we broke up, he said, I feel that our destinies are forever linked and we will never lose each other again. <gasps> and I thought, oh my God, I'm going to marry this man How and have his children. And it turned out that he was just feeling like, We'd met each other at a pivotal period in our time in our lives, and we were always going to be friends. That's it. I met this. What pi- the fuck was <laughs> up with that? I met this movie at a pivotal period in my life. Yes. I think that's it. Because like I, I, you know, I already listened to all this music. I was, I felt like you know, this movie was made just for me. And like you know, a few years after this, you know, like a couple years after this movie came out, my my wife to be and I, we dropped out of school. We moved to Seattle. I joined a band. I was working in transportation. Um, Cam Campbell Scott. Oh my gosh! I yet we never had sex. Where's the super? Train? But we're married. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We should probably see see somebody about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I, it, it was weird watching this again. I haven't seen it in a while and realizing. Oh, I wonder how many of the decisions I've made in my life go back to having seen this movie at a impressionable time. Yeah. Abby, did you hate this movie? I did not hate this movie. Oh, good. I think she's being nice. But I know I didn't. I, I laughed at it and I liked it. I just think that maybe if I had Did you laugh at it or did you laugh with it? Both. Yeah. Both at different times. I the fashions were amazing, the were fashion, they not? The hair, there was so much hair. There were some great lines, emotional larceny being one of them. Mm-hmm. I think the denim was also just stellar. It was, was amazing. Like acid washed, yeah. like high waisted mom jeans. I find them really surprisingly sexy <laughs> like i didn't i didn't know this until watching like I, I i'm totally into the jeans i don't know if you've noticed though not only are they back i mean they're more fitted now yeah, these yeah. mom jeans but these high-waisted jeans mm. they're back but now you ha- and you have to wear them with like a shirt that you knot at the waist mm-hmm. so oh. you really Paper accentuate bag, yeah. this like hourglass figure thing mm-hmm. fyi i like it 
Also, the tights and the shorts are kind of back. Yeah, the leggings. I think, like I was saying, I think that I think Bridget Fonda is my new style. Icon. Is the is the music back too? I don't know. That music is. Did still it ever go away? The music yeah, has did it ever go gone away? away? Hey, what do we what do we think about the um, one of the scenes that I replay for myself all the time is Debbie's dating video from Expect the Best. It is so wonderful. So she's. I am not about. <laughs> <laughs> I think it came come out of to nowhere. Where the flavor me. is. So I have a come I have, to Debbie country. <laughs> Why is it that when I say that I think of Cracker Barrel? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> but I have a question about this, and I honestly do not know the answer to this question. I got married before online dating was a thing, um, and so I have never had any kind of online dating experience. Is there video involved? I think there possibly is. I'm sure there's yeah, one app out do, there. None of us know the answer to this, do we? <laughs> no. Okay, great. There's pictures, but I don't know. If only there were some way to find out. I know there's pictures. <laughs> I just don't think there's video. I mean, that's a shadier app, maybe. I guess so. <laughs> shadier app. Yeah. Do, do you have the new Shady app? Shady app. It's cool. very useful. Yeah, I, I think I need to rewatch the Debbie dating video because I think I wasn't expecting it and it just came out of nowhere and I didn't know how to react to it at the time. Well, I think the reaction is like I was just to, to send back your own video. <laughs> Expect the best. Um, I do. I have a nephew who's like maybe 16 now and he um, like knows all the words to the original Austin Powers movie. Mm-hmm. And I remember when he was a little kid he would quote them to me and I, you know, oh. I could totally tell that he had no idea what he was really saying. Like he would say something about a lot of vagina. Sure. Wasn't there a character? A lot called of vagina. A lot yeah. of vagina. Whatever. <laughs> va, va. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> no, um, one of them's funny and one of them's not, you see. I, Subtle humor. Or, you know, like, I feel like boys, and I say boys uh-huh. as opposed to men. With a they, they always have boys to men, ABC, uh-huh. BBD. In the hood. They always have a movie that they know all the words to. Like my nephew oh, sure. and Austin Powers, all my guy friends in high school who knew like Star Wars front to back. This is the only movie that I know like this. Yeah, for me it was like uh, War Games and Ghostbusters. Movie. I also know select parts of the never ending story. Like, oh, sure. Like when he's going to see the Southern Oracle and he and, and he meets that old man and the old man's like, you've come to the right place, my boy. <laughs> I'm scared of it's that. It's my speciality. <laughs> I was going to say, have you, you've seen it? I, I remember seeing it at a friend's It's house. very scary. The do- There's a big dog that flies. Yeah. Oh. That, it's, oh, not, that it's not a dog. Still, it's, a, it's not Abby, a dog. I mean, it's a luck, luck, luck dragon. dragon. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Well, the luck dragon haunts my dreams. Which still. is, to be fair, basically a flying dog. Okay. The only movie I know all the words to <laughs> is "What's Up, Doc?" with Ryan O'Neill and Barbara Streisand. I've never even heard. Really? Of it. I don't even know who Ryan O'Neill right, next is. Next movie, that's the one. What? Really? Wait. Love story related to Tatum O'Neill. This is yes, this is like something. Now, now you're older than we are. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a '70s movie. Yeah, it totally is. It was. A family movie, as in uh, we all watched it. All like every every holiday, we got together and watched it, and I know all the lines. It's got great zingers, one-liners, zingers. What, Some zingers are in them. Give us a zinger from Love Story. From Love Story. Wait, is that what we're the, talking about? No, no what's love, up, Doc? Sorry. Love Story is love means never having to say you're sorry. Right, oh. it's the one that was based on the life of Al Gore or something. <laughs> I don't know that part of it. But we'll have to watch What's Up, Doc. I don't want to spoil. It. Okay, it's great. So good. What are some zingers from singles? 
Well, let's see. Did I did I write down any any zingers? Um, uh, I, well, not zingers, um, but I was nowhere near your neighborhood. Oh, oh of I course. was nowhere near. Yes, your I wrote that down so too romantic. because I felt like. See, there's such a fine line between like charming, like and date rapey. Mm. You know that. Mm, uh, that's true. Campbell Scott can show up at her house and say, "I was nowhere near your neighborhood," but like if I showed up, <laughs> I don't think it would go over as well. It depends on the delivery. Uh, you're right. You absolutely. Know, the eyes and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever whatever it, it is he has that makes that line work, I don't think I have it. <laughs> I'm not I'm not fishing for compliments here. I'm okay with it. Okay, good. Um, Great, cuz Abby and I are not going to deliver no, no, no. compliments. No, I I was yeah, that's that's why I disclaimed. Okay. I'm inhaling However, popcorn. if you guys want to tell me that I look just like Kira Sedgwick, exactly. that's okay yes. with me. Hmm. Abby doesn't want to. Uh, I think you're prettier than Kira Sedgwick. <gasps> wow. Guess who's getting married next? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'll officiate. I'll get one of those internet um, or ordination things. I liked when um, uh, when when Kira Sedgwick calls uh, Campbell Scott after after like a couple days, and she says, "Did I overreact? Do you know who this is?" This yeah. is like my all time favorite joke that uh, you know when somebody's on the phone and saying like you know. Uh, uh, I'm in. I'm in the. I'm in the compound. Like you know. Like I need. I need your your directives right now. And the other person says, "Who is this?" Yeah, I, I that's love a that. Seinfeld yeah. thing. It is totally a Seinfeld I've thing. I've always wanted to do that. Yes, but no one's ever called me in like a manic state of craziness enough before. I will do that. I also loved, and this was not really a zinger when. Um, oh no! It was it was uh, Jeremy Piven as the cashier says so we're throwing down tonight over on Aloha Street. <laughs> Um, Abby, Abby and I both live like within a block and a half of Aloha Street. It's a crazy part of town. It is not a crazy part of town. There is no throwing down. I also love that he cites like blending Elvis Costello and Public Enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Because at the time that I first watched this movie, I had no reference point for who Elvis Costello was. And so the whole thing, like his just spazzing out like, peace, 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 like just really struck me as being very funny, but I didn't get the reference. We should probably have said that you should watch the movie before listening to this episode. Huh, maybe we can, maybe, maybe we can <laughs> yeah. fix that. Yeah, well, we have a, a very, Disclaimer. like, you know, a serious message at the top read by me, like, warning, you know, if you haven't watched the movie Singles lately, you'll need to watch it before you listening know, to this episode. I also want to, can we talk about the music for a minute? Oh, yes, for more like the, than a minute. The music is a huge part of this movie. This movie... I think would not function without the music. No, and I, you know, I, I think I had the soundtrack before I saw the movie. I think it came out ahead of the movie. I'm not sure why. And I, I've listened to that soundtrack five thousand times. Um, still, do you still listen to it? I occasionally still listen to it. It is, it is perfect. Um, <laughs> Paul Westerberg. Yeah, it's got Paul Westerberg. It's got, it's got that beautiful Smashing Pumpkins song for, for no reason. You know, Smashing Pumpkins. Is that not the one a that's Seattle like band. no matter, no matter where that's you are, the one. I can still hear you when you call or something. Drown. Oh, that's <laughs> <of> charming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it also had Wood by Alice in Chains. Uh huh. God, I loved Alice in Chains. That first album was it called oh. Dirt. Yeah, it's fabulous. Oh, so good. So good. And when I went to see them live, Lane Staley had a broken foot. And so all the concert t-shirts were like an x-ray of his foot. And I thought that Seriously? was so That's awesome. badass. I remember wearing it in PE in eighth grade. Wait, so did he Did he have like a cast <laughs> Yeah, on he stage? had a cast on, sca- on, on Skage. On Skage. Was he sitting down? <laughs> no, he okay. was that hardcore. Oh, wow. But I didn't learn about his death until after I had moved to Seattle. And I remember thinking, God... 
I wasn't that far away from you, man. You could have just cried out for help. I uh, I would have come to you. This is not this is not funny at all. But I, after Kurt Cobain died, I wrote a song basically that was exactly to that effect. Really? <laughs> oh yes. Oh, Matthew, that's, and then I, I, so I performed it uh, solo with an acoustic guitar at a coffee house in Pasadena, California. Can that be a oh. bonus feature of this bonus episode? <laughs> that song. I think it's. Uh, I, I remember how it goes. I'm not going to sing it. I don't think there's a recording of it anymore. <laughs> You're not going to sing it? No. <laughs> okay. We need to talk about giant phones and answering machines. Oh. Right? The tape? Do you remember answering machines with tapes? It ate the tape. Oh, sure. I had one in college. No. Okay, what, my family had one when I was growing up. Okay, I want to talk about phones in college because yeah, uh, this this is something I I think about periodically, like how different things must be now in college. Because I, well, I, I had a real I had a really good time in college, and I uh, you know I think things have changed a lot. Yes, so we had we had these landline phones. If you wanted to make a long distance call, you had to punch in this like eight digit code. And and you would and that you would call you had like short numbers to call from like uh, room mm-hmm. to room on oh, campus. Yeah, totally. Okay. What did you have, Abby? There was a landline in the dorm room for us. To, we could look up different students to call the four digit number. But everybody had a cell phone. So okay. No re- I don't remember ever using my landline unless we were playing like a prank on someone. I remember my number was zero seven nine five. Oh, I don't remember my number. Oh, that was my freshman year. I'm pretty I wonder sure. if Lori remembers my number because we would call each other. I still love the way you describe her in your first book. What did I say? Well, I don't remember this her, at all. Like, and what a babe she was. Well, it's true. I know, but I just love it. I think it's just, I, I, I just love have it. Have I told it's this like story so... on the show before? Because I don't think so. We had a pretty good meeting story. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Tell it. I, I mean, there's, there's, not, there's no like special twist to it, but I was in a band and she was a fan of the band. So like my, my reason for, for forming a band was like completely successful because like, this uh, this hot girl came to my show, and then we got Aww. married the next day. <laughs> Getting married, not hot though. Nah, I, maybe I should have phrased it differently. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of. Real... You should have made popcorn with a whole bunch of other people <laughs> at Pomona. <laughs> <laughs> it was, boy, it was, it was sort of. I was gonna say it's not. It was not really a making popcorn kind of place, but maybe it was just like not really a making popcorn kind of place for me. I um, I had uh, I I don't think I've ever told this story before to anyone and probably shouldn't but uh, it's a bonus episode nobody's gonna nobody's gonna hear this I I once uh, went on a date with this girl and um, afterwards she she asked if I would stay over but just like sleep next to her in her bed and like not do anything else and it was very confusing Did you do it <laughs> Yes How was it <laughs> It was it was uncomfortable. I- intimate <laughs> not intimate it was like it was like too intimate and not intimate enough at the same time that's a quandary mm-hmm. it was it was a real quandary was there any kissing no there was nothing right <sighs> i oh, don't maybe. think there was wow that's it was awkward. really weird that's really awkward i i just didn't do much making out at all in college oh I... are we on to this again <laughs> i guess i started it <laughs> No, I managed to lose my virginity. Do you want to just take the podcast and just... uh, Wait a minute, I'm sorry. I interrupted something very important there. I managed to lose my virginity. And then... I did have to do the walk of shame home from somebody's dorm room going to graduation. 
but it wasn't very Wait, exciting. what? <laughs> Going to graduation. Graduation morning? Yeah, graduation morning. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. That's a good that's a, story. That's, that is a good story. We didn't actually like sleep together, though. It was just sort of heavy petting. And he had asthma, so he got kind of wheezy. I don't think I don't think it should be called the Walk of Shame. Wait, <laughs> he got yeah. <laughs> I was trying to decide whether I to just, leave that. I in keep or interrupting not. at the I wrong time. Like it's a key detail. He was a really cool guy. He just had real bad asthma. Boy, you know, I, I must... thought I might kill him. <laughs> I know, but like. I Yeah. Give him the garage like, door opener. <laughs> <laughs> That's a metaphor, right? No, I saved that for marriage. Abby. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Um. Wow. What would that be if that were, oh, a, t- if that oh. were a thing? What would that be? The Wait a minute. Door I don't. Opener. Again, this is a thing I don't know. Like, there, are there still garage <laughs> door openers? Can you give somebody the garage door opener if they're circumcised? <laughs> 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 I'm just trying to imagine what it would be. Um, <laughs> oh gosh! But uh, do people have their garage door opener on their phone? Like, how? Do I'm you, sure there's an app for that. I yes, but I bet the old-fashioned kind still exists. Maybe we have like one a code. You have you have a garage have door opener. We just have one. It's just I in bet the car, you do. Right? Uh huh. <laughs> I don't know if there's an equivalent. Maybe it's just like the code to your iPhone or something. Yeah. So around the time this this movie came out, that I'm glad you said car because it reminded me that on the visor of my car, I had one of those uh, CD cases that attaches to the visor of your car and has like a, a line of CDs that that fit into individual slots. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that the singles that. the single soundtrack was was constantly in rotation there. Mm-hmm. CDs. What are these? Yeah, it was the it was a the garage door opener of music. <laughs> this morning I watched a Def Leppard video and got super nostalgic about it. Which one? Uh it was it was the video for the Armageddon song. It? No, it wasn't it was me? Women, which was which is apparently the first single from Hysteria. And I was I read this on Wikipedia. Why was I looking at the Def Leppard Wikipedia page? I don't know. Uh, what about Love Bites? Oh, we we watched Abby Abby and I watched that video before yes, you before did. you got here tonight. In preparation. It I is, had Hysteria on tape. I had the CD of Hysteria. It was like right after I got my first CD player, and I just wore that thing out. So now that we've covered garage door openers, mm-hmm. singles, uh, best picture of 1992. Um, we, we we determined there there were that uh, there was uh, the runners up were of 1992 were um, a few good men. Wait, right? there, wait, it wasn't even nominated, was it? <laughs> no, <laughs> what are you talking about? This is a romantic comedy. <laughs> no, but I'm glad I'm glad we fooled you in the same way. So uh, the the other day. Um, Lori and Iris and I went to Delancey, um, uh, Molly's family restaurant. <laughs> family restaurant makes it sound like it's like a like a Denny's. <laughs> yes, <laughs> red tablecloth. We have yeah. we have a ninety nine cent menu if you come in. Oh, at 5 do PM. you? No, oh, just kidding. Uh, we did. Uh, yeah, we didn't get that deal. I'm no. I'm going to complain on Yelp. Uh, okay, so we um, 
We love uh, it when people do that. Of course. Sure. <laughs> Who doesn't? Um, anyway, uh, Brandon, uh, London Calling by The Clash was playing, and Brandon said to Iris, you know, this is a band your dad was in when he was a kid. And Iris was like, thank you for telling me that. She was totally <laughs> buying it. And and I wasn't sure what to say, because, like, I, <laughs> I mean, I wish I was in The Clash. Yeah. At what point did you, you know, sort of, did like, pop, burst the bubble? Uh, she yeah. still believe this. No, I, I denied it, but I in, in retrospect, I should have just let it go. Yeah, you should have let it go. Just to see how long she could right. have lived so, her life knowing. Thinking. So my point is, I was I was in the movie Singles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Abby, do you have anything to add? I mean, I think we, we still don't really know how you felt about it. You should feel free to say. Is it a stupid movie? I don't think it was stupid. I don't know if I, if I feel as attached to it as you guys did. No, it I would be you, weird if you did. I think you guys... Love the grunge music. Is that the genre? Oh, yes. I love that she calls it the, the grunge, grunge music. <laughs> like the grunge you know, the kids today with the, with the grunge music. <laughs> the rap music. And the, and the saggy the pants. Music. Yeah. With the grunge music. Uh, I'm not as attached to <laughs> yeah. the grunge kind of music. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I didn't watch it at a, you know, at a transformative time of my life, mm-hmm. which might have, you know, I find you Looking back, though, you may, you may realize that this is a transformative time of your life. It's very true. Mm-hmm. It's very true. I think. And I also like that Seattle was almost as important a co-star as the music in the it movie. True. It really is. So I was glad to have lived Very in Seattle astute. for Seattle for a little while just to recognize some things and get, you know, the atmosphere and the feel for it. And we it were noting just, that the the uh, building where it takes place um, is uh, it's a, like 18th and Thomas and uh, it's it's right in uh, in our neighborhood and uh, I go past it all the time yeah. and I always smile. And Seattle is just like that everyone is so friendly, you're best friends with everyone you live next to. <laughs> You yeah. wait. That you, does hang not on a happen. <laughs> no, it does not happen. No, so that that is that is the freeze. least realistic thing about the movie is that uh, they're friends with everybody in their building. All their doors are open all the time, going in and out of each other's apartments. And that and that's that's the reason I'm so nostalgic for college because I went mm-hmm. from college where it, it was exactly like that to Seattle where the doors are closed, and uh, I, I miss that. That's true. Sorry to get all serious on you. I, I felt like I hoped that college would be that way, and it wasn't. I felt like I didn't really. I felt like I didn't really find my people in college. I, I'm I don't, sorry. I didn't really f- feel like I found my people till I moved to Seattle. Actually, Seattle well, that's good. Is your people. Yeah, Seattle's my people. Yeah, no, and I, I found my people now. They just didn't all live in my building. Yeah, no, they they don't even live in my neighborhood. Do they live in your house? The, <laughs> you yes. don't even have a building. Yes, they live in my house. <laughs> okay, that's good. Some of them live also in Seattle and not in my house. Okay. We'll just assume that's us, right? Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else uh, in your, in your serious uh, film critic notebooks that we should get to before we wrap this up? What's talk- emotional larceny? <laughs> what is emotional larceny? What is larceny? I mean, uh, that's well, larceny is stealing. Like yeah. Larceny. Uh huh. So emotional, so emotional larceny, larceny is, is like, it's like when you steal people's emotions or... You're just playing havoc with their heart. Yes. That's, yes. What, it, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. You're playing havoc with their heart. You're playing games. That was the whole thing. He didn't play games. Yeah. yeah. See, I, she totally had his number. If he was playing games, he would have waited a week to call her. Right. But, but he was playing games. That's what I mean when They're I say he was different. a little bit of a dick. No, when but he, came he over only and, okay. did that, Matthew. He only did it because... Debbie Hunt told him to. Yes, but no, but the part where he came over and said, like, you know, hey, I'm just me. I'm not playing games. Like, she she had his number. That that was his game. That was a game. I mean, admittedly, it's very hard to go up to a person and talk to them. Yeah, what do you, so, if you were to go up to a girl in a club, what would you say? Um, I would say I would run away because it would be too scary. 
Okay. Yeah, I was nowhere near your neighborhood. Yeah, I was, I was, and she would say, what are you talking about? I can't hear you anyway. It's too loud. Yeah, that's the other thing. You can't have a conversation while the band mm. is playing because it's too loud. So, so we've just debunked this movie. Well, I've come away with a lot of great one-liners, some great zingers that I'll take to my grave. Yeah. <laughs> great. Um, when you're when you're lying or in your own in your own filth with a you know, the model train <laughs> running crash. around and around, <laughs> yeah, coming off a great sugar. That's crash. right. Wait, who was it? Was it uh, the roommate? The roommate Pam. Pam. Pam the roommate Pamela. said she was Pammy. having a serious sugar crash. Yeah, <laughs> that's not something adults really say, is it? It is now. Okay, great. I'm going to start using that too. <laughs> All right, so uh, you're you're a subscriber. We love you. You know where to find us. Uh, you found us. We are uh, you're you're in our hearts always. We are in your hearts. We are, we're in your hearts. You you always. are never gu- guilty of emotional larceny. And uh, until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. I'm I'm consulting my serious film criticism notebook for something to say. Expect the best. I'm Molly Weisenberg, and I'm Matthew Amster Burton, and I'm Abby Circatella. It's just me and my own germs over here.